The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when nickels down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who on this town tonight. Hey, welcome to the Corner Last Sports Talk. We got Alex Fancy in the studio. Along with Cindy Liska. Deborah DeBree is no show. Her travel agent. Uh, her agent. No, I think she's in um, South Carolina this she, weekend. She or maybe, you know, she mentioned she wasn't going to be in, but uh, I didn't know where she was on the show. Timeshare in there by Time the Yeah, she's always going, uh, going south. It's a good place to go. She must have got slaves down there. Jesus. She must have got something down there. She's going south, huh? No, Deborah's, Deborah's a hard worker. She got yoclearedge.com. You go check out her page. She does a lot of. She does a lot of good things, and she's really uh, this year. You know, Deborah been with the show for a while. Who's been with the show longer? Alex been with the show longer, then Deborah, then Cindy. But uh, she's been past few years, past year, she's been going hard. She's been going really hard. She's been going hard on the show, and we're gonna take the Cuomo uh Sports Talk Show. It's gonna get even harder. It's gonna move fast. We we've been talking about playing around with two hours for a while. We're gonna have to uh, really nail down these sponsors. So Alex and Cindy gonna have a job to do, or they gonna be gone. Bottom line to that. Uh, <laughs> I'm we on got, it. We got, we got, no, seriously. We got a lot of, well, I was serious, but we got a lot of Actually, stuff. I have a potential sponsor. We'll have to talk later. No, we're going to talk now about potential sponsors because everybody wants to sponsor. Alex say, you know, Alex, Alex is willing to do some stuff too. Uh, you know what's impressive about uh, Alex right now? It's impressive now. This guy shows up every Tuesday. Yeah? He shows up, yeah. I, I was wait- He may I run after, more, but he shows up. But he comes to do his job. But I was, I was, Alex, I was thinking Alex may be a guy, you know, yeah, I'll call in, I'll come. But when he said he was passionate about it, he shows up every Tuesday. With bells on. And sometimes he has something good to say. Sometimes he has bells on, other times. <laughs> With bells on. Okay, Liberace. <laughs> <laughs> you do look like Liberace. Uh, the movie With the hair up. today? Yeah, with the hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Y'all can't see it, but it's sticking straight up. I love All it. All right, we got a lot to talk about. We, got, uh, we might have a call in. Uh, J.J. McCleskey played. Undrafted, I think J.J. went to University of Tennessee, played nine years in the league. But we want to talk about, you know, it's, it's the image of athletes. I also want to get into one of the things, one of my favorite sports is golf and banning the uh, anchor putter. putter. Finally. Well, I don't know because I want to get into that uh, stat. But also basketball. We'll get into basketball. We'll make that most of the show. We got a Clancy Corner or are we going to just Yeah, score? we do. We got a Clancy Corner in the second segment. Hockey. Um, If anybody calls in. You got something to say about hockey? Yeah, I've been watching that while y'all have been watching your NBA stuff. I've been watching the, the hockey playoffs. Um, there's some good, there's some good rivalries going on. The Hawks when and the Red Co- Wings has been a huge series. That's always going to be huge. The, um, the, the Black Hawks and the uh, Detroit Red Wings always going to be huge. Physical. It's it was a great yesterday's game was fantastic. Even though my Hawks lost, but I don't mention uh, physicalness with hockey because that just goes without saying. I think rugby, hockey, and football are the most dangerous. 
they dangerous, but the most physical sports out there. There's a Geico commercial out there. I don't know if y'all have seen it, but one of the hockey players like leers in around the corner. He's like, "Hey, I got a splinter. Can you help me out?" And the guy's got his tweezers. He comes in. He's got a stick poking through his arm. I'm like, and that's pretty. He's like, pretty much, hurry up. I got to get I back out seen there. That, but I bet and that's, that's a ho- great commercial. That's hockey. You know, that's how they are. Yeah. No, I, when I was in college, I used to uh, I used to play the video game of uh, the hockey video game, and what, what made me get into it, and I learned the rules uh, of hockey then by playing that game. Um, but it was always Detroit. I think Detroit was my favorite team, or who had Eisen? Um, who was the uh, goalie for Detroit? Osgood. No, Osgood. No, Osgood. Chris Osgood. 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 So I guess Detroit was my favorite team, but I used to play against the uh, – when you play against the computer, it was always Chicago. Yeah. I Well, they've got a good rivalry, and then when I was – I'm from Colorado, so the Avalanche, and they had that whole heated – Rivalry back in like ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight. Where okay, well, let's talk about a uh, better sport. Um, <laughs> let's get into golf. Well, on this side of the border, yeah. Let's get. <laughs> well, I don't know. That's I, I can't put. Uh, we, at one point, hockey wasn't going to be played this year, especially mm-hmm. in uh, Arizona. But you do you you correlate this desert heat with hockey? I, th- I always think hockey is just a cold sport. A lot playing on ice and being in Can- Canadian sport. Um, but hockey, let's go into um, golf. They banned the putter. I, I don't know. I've tried that putter a couple of times, and I've missed more putts than make putts. I don't, I don't know why it's such a, a, a an issue to have an anchored putter. Uh, I don't think it gives you any advantage. I guess I guess it does because everyone's complaining about it. But there are more guys winning without the anchor putter than it, than are uh, with one. So I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. I think it's January 1st. Uh, of next year, twenty sixteen. Okay, it's why twenty sixteen. Why are they waiting? Why are they waiting? Because it allows the anchored guys to learn how to putt with the free putter, or quote unquote, they use. And the reason why that it's an issue is because you're using another part of your body to anchor yep. the, the putter, so it allows some more uh, stability. Yeah, what well, they I mean, do that? It, they do that with cleats. I mean, uh, the um, the golf shoes. I mean, they, the way they make these spikes, and some guys used to wear wear spikes like steel spikes on a golf course i don't know if you remember those but then they went to plastic so whatever's an advantage i guess it, it helps but equipment alone if guys jack nicks play with equipment if those guys back then play with the equipment they have now they might have more majors yeah but i, I mean the thing is it, it turns into a pendulum the actual golf so it allows for better timing of putts and being able to gauge how strong you're hitting the ball uh and and i think it's i think it's a, a sham i really I'm fi- you, you, you I'm happy that they finally did this. Banned it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everybody should be using – everybody has the same clubs in their bag. Well, depending on, you know, if you want a one iron or a three iron or whatever. You can't have 14 clubs in your bag. Right. But I feel like the putter should the, – everybody has a driver in their in their bag and everybody has a putter in their bag. And the thing in between is dependent upon the player's strengths and weaknesses. And the putter and the driver should always be the same. Granted, there's going to be different brands and whatnot. You can put whatever in your bag as long as there's 14 or less clubs. Uh, you can have all wedges. You look at some older guys who are not professional, just recreational golfers. You look in their bag and they got eight woods in their bag. And so you, whatever you want, you can put in your bag, but it can't be any more than uh 15, 14 clubs. Everybody's got the opportunity to use the anchored putter, so it's not really an advantage. I mean, I anybody it, who wanted yeah. to could, so. Well, um, who was it to try to use the, uh, VJ Singh tried to use yep. the anchored putter, and he went away for it because they went away from it because they talked about banning it. I think so Adam he, Scott used it. He does, but I don't want to hear the conversation. 
Adam Scott hasn't hasn't won since the anchor putter. I think if you just practice what you what, what you have, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But you shouldn't be able to use any other part of your body other besides your hands. To be I able agree. To I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree with that. But because I but I really don't care. But I just think. I haven't seen that, that much success. I've tried an anchor putter, and I've missed more than I've made. It only works in a golf store when you're about to buy it or when you're just practicing with it. That's, uh, that's the only time it works. It's just beginner's luck. We got, a, uh, we got a call on the line, J.J. McCleskey. J.J. played 10 years in the, the National Football League, University of Tennessee, Go Vols, I guess that's what you say. Uh, this guy, um, he, he, you know, he's, work, he's working out guys. He's been working out guys for, for, for a while now. Shoot, he has a passion. I've, I've met this guy from playing against him. And I, I thought he's one of the best special team guys in the league. And then I'm thinking, like, man, he put put him at corner. He can play against corner. I remember one game he went against, I think it was Andre Reid. Andre Reid's double his size, but he was handling his business. That's why I don't put a premium on some prototypical height, size, weight, speed, and all that stuff, because if you can play ball, you can play ball. It's not that he didn't have that stuff. He didn't have the height, according to pronosticators and scouts and all those. I love when you men. use that word. You need a cigarette? Prognosticators. Yeah, Jesus. I, mean, cigarette? I mean, come on. I don't know. Every time you throw that word out there, I'm like, look at him go. Welcome to the show, J.J. McCleskey. J.J., are you on? How you doing, Kwame? I'm doing pretty good. J.J., I want to talk you me sports. And, and one of the things you say is uh, you can't have hard work. You've been saying that forever. But now I think you got the whole – I think you got about half of the country saying it. Um, because I say it all the time, but I take the credit for it. But I know where I got it from, which is you. But what do you think about all these so-called scouts who are scared to do their jobs? And you have a son that's that's probably going to be one of the top guys in this country uh, when it's time for him to do his thing. What do you talk about? What do you what do you say about or think about those guys who, um, you know, just say they're looking for the typical six three, six four corner or or three hundred pound office alignment, those type of guys. If a guy can play football, can the guy just play football? Well, I mean, I tell you what, you, you definitely own to something. It, it's sad that these guys are not doing their due diligence. They're not doing their job. I have one guy right now that's walking on at McNeese State, and uh, he, he ended up having 19 sacks uh, this past year, six two, 235, 240-pound, won the state championship in powerlifting, runs a 4'6", has a 35-inch vertical, and he's walking on. 19 sacks, Kwame, in 5A football in Louisiana. So we played against the – the, the, the reigning national champions and John Curtis and a big boy schedule against, you know, Lincoln out of Tallahassee, Florida, and this guy's having to walk on. It, it blows my mind. J.J., you on the air with uh, Alex Clancy and Cindy Liska. But, uh, you know, I, I don't understand that stuff. I don't understand where, where you're scared to do your job um, for the fear of you're going to lose your job. Well, if you can hold true to what you are, if I'm a scout, I'm not going to just get the best guy that's out there. Now, we say this a lot on the show. I'm going to get the guy to fit my defense. How does a guy like that walks onto a college and then he's walking onto McNeese State? Uh, I think Terry Irvin went there, but he's walking onto a college when he should have scholarships. There's two corners here in Chandler that doesn't have offers, and I've worked them out, and I can't believe they don't have offers. I'll put them up against anybody in the state, and I and I would run and go and go with them. I live and die with how they play football with great instincts, uh, good hips. They know how to play angles and leverages stuff you don't have to stuff that you have to teach. Most people around the country that want to play that position, these guys have it, but they don't have any scholarship offers. I, I, JJ, I don't get it, but I see you working diligently uh, with these kids. I see you going uh, maximum effort. Uh, and one of the things, reasons why I want you to call because I wanted to thank you and appreciate you for taking the kids to the next level because if you're watching football today, 
you, you see a lot of guys who can't tackle because in a co collegiate level, they do not have time to teach. They got 20 hours a week to get ready for the game plan. So you well, I tell you one. I, I tell you one thing, Kwame. Again, you're you're definitely on point. I'm having a camp this weekend. It's called the Elite 25. Where we did, we invited ten receivers, ten defensive backs, and five quarterbacks. Actually, we we had to take six because we actually have three quarterbacks from the Elite that that tried out for the Elite 11. So we we took all three of those guys. And and what we're going to do is we're going to get back to the basics: how to sink your hips and running routes, how to how to uh, backpedal with your, your chin over your toes. Uh, I actually have one receiver that has offers from, uh, I mean, Texas A&M, Alabama, LSU, Florida State. And this kid saw my son at a combine, and his dad asked me, you know, how can I get my son like your son? And uh, at this time, my son has no scholarships. And I, I like this dad's approach because he's looking at it, Kwame, not, not because his son's going to be a five-star. He's looking at it as he doesn't want his son to go to college and not be prepared. Uh, Rick Pitino in 1993 said, "Pressure's when you're not the ball. And uh, I, I just think parents like that who understand that it's not about these rankings, it's not about rivals, it's not about scouts. What is my son going to do when he gets to college? Yeah, and, that, and that's huge because if these guys are prepared, then a lot of college programs will be a lot more successful because they don't have to teach the basics. There are a lot of guys that play in the National Football League right now, and I know – J.J., if you guys knew this guy, like, fully, you'll know this guy don't bite his tongue, he don't hold back. But there's a lot of guys in the NFL right now that don't have the basics. They, 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 the lost art of backpedaling is no longer used. And, J.J., you got the Elite 25. You got 11 receivers. I want you to hold on to those receivers because I have a, a business with Matt Clark. and He's in uh, California. It's called DB Factory. And we take the top DBs, and, and, and at some point I want to put them together with your um, – with your elite 25, maybe more so your receivers, and, and you have the quarterback, so that's good. So we'll bring that all together at some point, uh, and we'll make it work all around. But at the end of the year, you know, and then we can, you know, promote these guys to on the collegiate level, promote these guys, get them ready for their junior and their senior year. But uh, definitely a good thing you're doing, man. I just want you to keep it up. And tell show, just keep balling. Keep doing what you're doing. I watch, I watch a little show, Jalen. I watch him. Uh, from his ninth grade. Well, I've seen him since he was a kid, but for when he will start working out, start getting faster, stronger, quicker, and better, feet are looking good, uh, great hands. I watch this guy go from the ninth grade to now, uh, and he's gotten better. If you can't see the progression in the kid, then what are you doing your job for? <laughs> Come on, man, I, I have to agree with you. i tell you one thing. We'll have, we'll have our chance this summer. We, we're, we're camping at Duke. Uh, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, LSU, and Florida State. So hopefully uh, he can go there, uh, do what he's got to do. And, again, hopefully these coaches understand that uh, he doesn't pass the eyeball test right now. But, again, it's about progression. Uh, one thing about it, and I strongly urge this, my son's 15. Kwame, to be honest with you, if I'd have known what I know now, I definitely would have held my son back. And I know some people say, well, you know, that's the wrong thing to do. But I tell you what, everybody else is doing, and it's working for them. So, well, you know, know what? Sometimes to, 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 to that comment, there are a lot of people doing it. And, it, and it's, you go, you're sending your kid to college to make money. So if you're giving your a kid a chance to make money, that's free money to go into college that you don't have to pay. That's money in itself. Uh, when, you, when we talk about on the air, we will let our kid come out early. Um, 
if I if, if any one of my kids had a chance to come out of school early, I'm pulling them out of school early because you're going to school to make money. Now it's a re- the parents' responsibility to make sure they get their degree and their education, and those are two different things. Uh, but if you know, like you said, if you knew what you know now, holding them back that's that's not a problem because you're giving him a chance. It's not like he's not going to know the work. I, I tell. And there's so many non-traditional ways that they can finish their schooling part. If there's other avenues that they're going to be making their money. Online. Yep. There's a way to do well, both. One, one thing about my son, he has an August birthday. So he's the, he's the young. All his friends are driving now. And he, he just, you know, just barely got his learner's permit. He won't be able to drive until school starts. So from, from that standpoint and from a mental standpoint, I think there's a book out talk, you know, talking about when you hold a kid back, they're more successful in life, just not in athletics, but in life in general. So, you know, I, I was I was a parent that didn't do my homework. I didn't do my due diligence. So uh, right now, all we can do right now is grind. Yeah, you know what? I'd, I'd say this a lot to a, a lot of kids, a lot of parents when I talk to them and I do my camps on the weekend. Um, if I can go to school when I'm 30 years old, school would be a breeze. And I'm talking about college. It would be a breeze because I know a lot more as, a, as an adult a lot, I know a lot more of worldly things as an adult than I did when I was 18, 19 Absolutely. years old going to college. I think if I can go to school at a, as an adult, and most, a kid, and most adults do, and it breeze right through it, but you know so much more. So holding a kid back, I don't see a problem with that. Yeah. They do it. Uh, uh, Alex want to come in, but real quickly, in Japan, they they breaking their kids' legs and giving them extensions to make them taller. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm serious. That is, that how, is that how Yelming seven six? No, not no. <laughs> Some kids, because in in China, not, not Japan, but in China, in China, you know, they they they're smaller. They're a small um, race of people. Uh, so if I want my kid to be taller, then I'm breaking his legs. I put rods in them and let them grow into that. Um, and that's what they're doing. You're giving your son an advantage. You're giving your kid an advantage to be successful athletically. It's a tough. My son was in August birthday as well, um, and we talked about that holding him back because he was right there on the cusp. We could have. Um, sports-wise, athletic-wise, we thought about doing it because he was smaller, but scholastically, he was doing really well, and we figured we were worried that he would be bored. So it's a tough, it's a tough decision to make back when you should be holding them back too to, to think, see that far in advance yeah, to I figure mean, out what the right way to go is. And if you have you have kids that are going to play football, they'll be bigger and stronger, and you know, so it's not as tough a decision. Right? It's not as tough a decision. But you don't right? know and, in kindergarten and first grade when you're holding them back initially. Yeah, but if if you have the the tutelage of of a former NFL player as as, uh, as we have here, it's. It's. I mean, okay. I mean, granted, it's, it's a long shot either way. You know, like if you're you, you, obviously you're right. You can't tell how big your kid's going to be and what he's going to want to do. You might want to be a ballet dancer. You know, have no idea what your kid's going to want to do. Lynn Swan was a ballet dancer, so that's not a problem. But yeah. I'll tell you this: you can you can get a guesstimation of how tall your kid's going to be. You, I think you go to the dentist you and do all that stuff. It. Yeah, but you don't know that they're going to want to. I mean. Just because that you... Well, I'm all about giving the kids chances. And that's why we have foundation. And that's why we do what we do. That's why you guys do what y'all, you do. Cindy, you especially. Uh, you know, Alex is getting into the uh, uh, foundational world and doing a lot of things. Uh, so so give, me, give me all the information, Jay, on uh, everything you're doing so we can, you know, make sure we're posting it up uh, as well as, as much as well, you right, want. Right now we have the Elite 25 that we take in place, uh, the 25th and 26th. Uh, most of the kids have already either committed to play college or they, they have five or six offers uh, from the colleges. Uh, I'm training uh, a ton of athletes right now in the metro New Orleans area. I just, just picked up a guy by the name of Chris Thomas. He tours ACL up 
last year, rushed for 1,600 yards. So I'm excited about working with Chris because he's a hard worker, and, uh, you know, he doesn't mind getting after uh, getting after it. And uh, outside of that, Kwame, I'm really just concentrating on, on my business, concentrating on, on, on a little show and, and, and trying to get him right for uh, college. And uh, really, I'm, I'm really blessed. I really feel like I'm stealing Kwame because I'm doing something I enjoy doing. Uh, it seems like that God always sends me kids that work hard. I never get kids that don't work hard. I don't know how that happens. <laughs> you lucky. It's true. And uh, it, it's just a blessing for me to be doing what I'm doing. And, uh, you know, I do want to get on the, the NBA stage. I want to get on the NFL stage and, and work with some more elite-type athletes for it. But, uh, you know, I don't know what those prima donnas will want to do the things that I'm doing to make mm-hmm. them better because, you know, Kwame, as you know, playing the league, most of the guys that's in the league don't really want to work. They think they know it all already. Yeah, can you, can you get into Dwight Howard's head for me, please? That'd be great. I tell you, I tell you what, if you can get into the White Howard head, God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> That's J.J. McClays. J.J., before you go, real quickly, real quick comment, because we got Clancy Corner coming up. Um, I don't know how long you can stay on the show, but before we let you go, I, I don't like to hold my guests long because I always want them to come back. But uh, give me your um, opinion on the anchor putter. I tell you what, Kwame, to be honest with you, I don't see it being a big, big, big difference. If it was a big difference, why wouldn't everybody be using it? I mean, everybody's always looking for the advantage without, you know, without cheating, without using steroids, without using uh, 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 growth hormones. So if it was such a big advantage, and you know, Kwame, I'm a big golfer, if it was such a big advantage, you would see more, more, more golfers doing it right now, using the putter. No, I hear you. I've never hated my bag. The only time I use it was in the golf store, and it seems to work there, but I don't have – it just – it wasn't consistent enough. It doesn't even feel right because golf is you got to feel. I, when I first started playing, and I started playing with JJ, we used to have the BGA. That's the Black Golfers Association and, and through the NFL. <laughs> 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 and this guy used to beat my head in. Uh, but we, we, we started playing, and, and I used to use a range finder or a distance or one that needed to know my distance. Now I can play by feel, and, I'm, and there's a good chance that I'm usually on my mark uh, now, but you can play by feel. So playing by feel – that putter, that long putter, really didn't feel right to me, and I didn't want to be uncomfortable in any of my shots. Not to, not add anything to my uncomfortability in my shots. So I've never used it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, neither have I. JJ, we but. need to get the BGA going back. Uh, uh, we're, I'm in Arizona. I get a group of guys. We come out there. Yeah, we go to Orleans. Legacy. <laughs> Legacy's a good one. It's always free at Legacy. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> All right, my man. I appreciate you. you can come on the show I, I anytime. You guys. Definitely Thank you. talk to you later. All right. JJ McCleskey, uh, ten years in National Football League, uh University of Tennessee. That dude is a go getter. He I can tell you a lot of stories, but I'll I'd rather for him to be on air for me to do that. Um Get him back. He, he'll, he'll we be like back. stories. Now, he's a guy. I, I call him last second. JJ, I need you on the air. He'll come on. He's <laughs> he's good. No, show J. We call him Show J because he's always he's always a show. He's a walking show. Um but is that where a little show comes from? He little show is his son. His very, show is, yeah. very intuitive. Know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he's a good guy. He's a he held his own in the National Football League, and the guy's probably about five, seven, five, eight. Mm. He held his own in that corner. See, that's impressive. Yeah. That. But you know what? At, at one point, he was one of the best special teams guys in the league. You talk about guys like Steve Tasker, uh, who was in their own right the, one of the some of the best special teams guys in the league. I think I played – I knew I came in the league as a special team, um, that I was going to have to make the team on that. But J.J. really let guys know that, you know, there's nothing wrong with playing a special team. Your ego can't be that big. Mm-hmm. At some point, you're going to be in that starting lineup. Just be ready uh, when it's that time to be in the starting lineup. We talk a lot about 
the natural ability and the size and stuff like that about people. And he's somebody that I respect as a player because he doesn't have that natural size, that natural. He had to go out and get what he wanted. Was you with the Cardinals when he was here? Mm-mm. He wasn't? Yeah, no, he was He was New Orleans uh, Cardinals, and I think he might have played one other place. Might have. I'm not sure. But, uh, you know, thanks, JJ. We got to start getting gifts for our guys who come on the show. We got to start getting uh, rock bottoms 25% off. Rock bar. It's not going to do them a lot of good. And Yeah, no, but we gave them a gift. We can't be rude. At least we gave him some. Here's a gift certificate. Sorry, you can't use it. Sorry, you can't use it. <laughs> we'll exactly. go ahead and ha- use it for That's you. That's how we do, baby. Yeah. Clancy Corner, what's going on? Because I do want to talk about some basketball. I do want to talk about, um, uh, you know, the, the four teams left, the Final Four. I want to get into a lot of that stuff, but I don't know what the Clancy Corner That's is. That's what it's going to be, and I'm going to kind of take another opinion. Uh, I, you guys ripped me about being a Laker fan and only a Laker fan. I'm going to tell you why. LeBron James could turn Miami into the next L.A. Laker franchise. Oh, I thought okay. he was leaving. What? I thought no. you said he wanted to go. Listen, to... I'm playing the other side, okay? So get off my ass. <laughs> Cindy, we'll that talk about baseball next week. Um, LeBron James, Miami is by the beach, star-studded. It's, it's a sexy team, a sexy city with not that much history. Now, L.A. is very, very important in, in the history of the NBA. You have the 16-17 championships. You have all the stars. You have the star-studded uh, fans. You have, you know, it, it, it's the Model T of an NBA franchise over the history of the NBA. And Miami isn't there yet, but they have a guy that could get them there. They have all of the other things except for the Miami uh, Heat fans don't show up until, you know, the middle of the second quarter. But you have... You have the makings of something that LeBron could turn a town into a legacy, could turn it into a dynasty. Michael Jordan had a mini dynasty in Chicago. That's not really a sexy place to play. It never was uh, until he got there, and it hasn't been since he's left. But Miami, it's, it's South Beach. That People go there for vacation. Rich, guy, rich people go buy houses there. Celebrities have houses there. I feel like if he can stick it out and they can put talent around him when Dwayne Wade inevitably retires in the next three or four years – then they could turn into the next L.A. In theory, if he is mentally strong enough to anchor that, uh, to anchor that into the future. I mean, the thing with Cleveland, Cle- Cleveland's a tough city. You know, to play for, to get, to get excited about, nobody's excited to like, go to Cleveland and play a, play a sporting event. Miami's always, Miami's always exciting. So I feel like he can actually do that if he can stay strong and, and get, get the right talent around him. You know what, and this is why I said I understood – when you were saying he could leave there, he could easily leave Miami to go to L.A. But I don't understand a superstar of his caliber going, leaving Miami going to L.A. I understand a super, superstar of his caliber leaving Cleveland going to Miami. But wouldn't you, don't, wouldn't you think as much as Los Angeles is, Miami is the same thing, wouldn't you think players would want to come play with him? Because D-Wade uh, consistently hurt, but... I don't put too much weight on that because he finds a way to play. And that's what most guys who have two two uh, championship rings find a way to make it happen. They don't just sit on the bench. Wouldn't you think guys want to play with him instead of going to L.A. for that limelight? Because if you really want the limelight, you can go to New York. The lights shine just as bright as they do in L.A. But as a home base, you talk about Chicago, you talk about Chicago and Michael Jordan. Before Jordan got there, there was no – Chicago's not a bad place. It just basketball wasn't that team. It wasn't team. that sexy it wasn't, team to go right. play for. So now it is. So now you look at Chicago now, 
there are guys that still want to go there because of what they've done defensively, how they play basketball, giving themselves a chance in every game, a uh, high percentage of their games to win. When Chicago's a legit sports town, L.A., argue devil's advocate, raising your eyebrows at me, but I mean, <laughs> L.A., so yeah, so they go. L.A. people go to games. I'm not saying that. And there are legit sports fans. But most people go there to be seen. They don't go there. That, they go there to see the sites. You have no frame of reference if that's true or not. Yeah, I do. I used to live in L.A. and I worked for Extra Sports Radio and I covered all that she stuff. I was you? out there. I do <laughs> okay. have a frame of reference. Okay. A lot of people that go to the things, they go to, to socialize. They go to see who's there. They go to, to star, to look at the stars and to see who all's there and to be seen. Um, not everybody that goes to a Lakers game goes because they're a sports fan or goes to a Dodger game because they're a sports city. fan. But when we went to Clippers games, because they weren't That's the, the blue-collar team. People that went to the Clippers games were there to watch I, I thought, you know, I just just outside, and I and I would just, you know, throw my little one cents in. I, I do I do think of L.A. as a show town, but you know those guys they are passionate. To me, what's to do in L.A. is to make movies and go to basketball games, go to the Lakers game. And I'm not even saying the Clippers, but I think the Clippers in their own right is the blue collar team to the it's the it's the little brother to the. You know, to Los Angeles Lakers, and uh, Lakers is a sports town, by the way. They're playing, you, I know you're playing devil's advocate. Once Alex really looked at you like you were crazy, but it is a sports town uh, across the board. Chicago, Chicago is a, a huge sports, sports town. town. Uh, but making Miami uh, ex- as sexy as Chicago, uh, well, L.A. and New York, I think LeBron James is. Uh, guys will want to play with him. I think that's possible. I think you could do that uh, with a team like that. But the thing with Miami that's a main difference with the Lakers organization, so Lakers have made so much money over the years that they can afford to go over the salary cap and pay the luxury tax and not be hit like like Miami at this point would be. Are there no you, taxes in um, Miami? I thought that was Texas. I was Texas, having this conversation. Texas, Florida. Because um, we were talking about Dwight Howard going somewhere else, and there's no income tax in Texas. With t- Texas, uh, Vegas. Texas, Vegas. Um, Miami. So my, Florida's Florida. another one? Florida's another okay. one. So there's no – well, when you say there's no taxes, there's no luxury taxes, they do pay a whole lot in other things. Property that, tax. Property tax, it balances yeah. out. Um, but I, 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 can hear, I hear what you're saying. I see that – Superstars do go to L.A., but I don't see that superstar going to L.A. And on the other side of what I said, the thing that I actually believe in, I mean, that because that's feasible. What I, what I just said in the Clancy's Corner is feasible. It's absolutely feasible. But I'm thinking that with such a rich history that these young kids come into the league with now of the NBA and of the history, that's where the, the disconnect is between starting to try to make your own legacy because it doesn't happen. There are, th- there are two or three franchises that win championships, and that's just how it's going to be. That's the, that's the fallacy of the NBA. And people will flock to those franchises to be a part of the rich history that those franchises have gained over the years. And the Lakers say, hate them all you want, but they're the best franchise ever in NBA history. We'll talk they about that. Are. Let's talk about that because that's, that, that's, a good, that's an interesting comment you make. Uh, Cindy want to talk pole position, pole position. We'll get into that later on in the show. Uh, Kwame Lai Sports Talk. picture. <laughs> Come Live Sports Talk, we'll come back. That was Clancy Corner. We'll finish up on that, and we're getting into some more basketball and possibly pole position.
internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now some of you might still be in that place. Trying to get out. Just follow me. Hey, welcome back to the Kwame Lassa Sports Talk. We're back, we were talking with in Clancy Corner. It almost just been me and Alex. Uh, Cindy almost just got fired. Uh, she almost lost his high paying job. <laughs> wow. Do anything. No, let me. We, I want to get into basketball real quick. Uh, I mean, not real quick. I want to get into. We've been in comment. basketball. Yeah, that's why I changed it up. Let me. Don't correct me on the air. I'm in front of, <laughs> in front of uh, millions of uh, hundreds Is of. Is there a mute of, button? See, you know what? We do it's need a, a mute button. Not yeah. for you, but just, oh, that look just, was awesome. Because yes, I was talking about you. I know you are. <laughs> it's okay. I love you. You too. say, Alex. You say uh, the best franchise in NBA history. Yeah. Is L.A. And the reason why I say that is because every decade they've been relevant. The Celtics won. Bill Russell won 11 or 12 championships in 14 years or something like that. One as a player coach. That was in the 60s, 50s and 60s. That's still and then, basketball. And then in the 90s, they went away. They were gone. You could when find Larry some... Bird was gone, they were gone. Paul Pierce, Antoine Walker there, you know, they were fun to watch because they would just shoot a bunch of threes. And they had that huge comeback. Like, they were down 25 or 28 points in a playoff game. Came back and one day ended up losing the series. There was a dead zone. The Lakers had a little bit of a dead zone, but they were in the finals in 91. And then they started winning in, like, I mean, they started becoming relevant again Didn't when Kobe and Shaq came. Uh, two years in a row? No. Then? No, it was because they had a dead zone before. Well, when uh, Shaq left, they had a dead zone. The year that Kobe uh, but, but had eighty one. Kobe, yeah, the year that Kobe had eighty one against Toronto. I think they missed the playoffs that year. Well, that's arguable because the you know you, you can argue that with you know the Lakers and the Celtics having more championships and who's more relevant. It's just where the light shine. You got. You look. You go into Boston and it's just blue collar all around. Yeah, me, and, and that's like another thing because it's not as glitzy and glamorous right. as L.A. That's right. interesting. But you're talking to L.A. You're talking about the lights. You're talking about the uh, atmosphere. You're talking about uh, stars. Um, and Boston have them, but they just don't make themselves known because there's a lot of money in Boston. Now, with these four teams left, the Miami Heat does does the does the Indiana Pacers need to be as physical with the Miami Heat? And this game starts tonight. We do have the NBA. There is an NBA draft tonight. 
Um, we want to see what the uh, Phoenix Suns doing. This is our home state, hometown. It's a draft home lottery, Cindy. <clears throat> draft lottery. So look it up, you Cindy, and see what, who's they, relevant. They have a 12% chance. 12% chance. They'll probably get the 13th pick. So wait, draft lottery, does that mean it doesn't matter it never matters it for does, the Suns. It doesn't matter what your basketball team does. It's not like the other sports where you, if you lose, you get a higher pick. No, you know the, why? You know why that is because people would like because with football, it's only it's a small sample size because it's only sixteen games. Obviously, with eighty-two game season, if you're if you're your out of first place terrible. by twenty games, you sit the rest of your players, and then you get the number one pick overall. This is why it's a lottery, so you have to play every game. You have to try to get the best record possible. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay, as I was. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. No, that's right. Don't apologize. <laughs> Look, does the Indiana Pacers have to play as physical when they have probably the best defense in the, in, the, in the NBA against the Miami Heat? The Miami Heat, they are what they are. They, they are the reigning champions. I think their best team is playing, but I'm not putting Indiana Pacers in, as a stepping stone uh, to what Miami wants to do. Uh, and I will get to the other side of that in the Western with the uh, the Grizzlies and the San Antonio Spurs, which I'm surprised about their first loss. Miami uh, Heat, I don't think they need any motivation because this team is, has beat them twice this year out of three games. It's two one. Uh, I don't I don't know if everyone played, but it doesn't matter. Your team is they are what they are. You put the players that's to be successful on the on the court. They don't have to play as physical. This doesn't have to get into a chippy match, it, although it is the playoffs, and it, it probably will get to that. But it doesn't have to be as chippy when you have a better defense in the Indiana Pacers uh, against the Miami Heat. You do have the MVP who has to play like the MVP for this team to even you know, go seven games. Uh, I think this is a great matchup. This is one of the matchups that I will watch probably every game. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because last year Indiana was up 2-1 against them and LeBron had one of the best performances in playoff history. I think he had like 40-15 and, and 8 assists or something like that. Uh, and then they ended up winning the series last year. The difference between Chicago and Indiana is Indiana has talent. Mm -hmm. they're, both as, they're both as tough, but it's not ugly because Chicago just wanted to beat up Miami because they knew they wouldn't beat them if, if they didn't if they didn't. Well, when I, when I say that real quick, when I say uh, best defense, because Chicago, Thibodeau does has a defense. He's a defensive-minded guy. They do play defense in Chicago. That's how they stay in a lot of games. But their talent was sitting on the bench. Yeah. So right. those guys were playing with their guts. Right. And you can understand that. You can see that Miami can be slowed down. You know, they can be slowed down. And Chicago was in two out of those four games, which is or two out of those five games, which is enough. Indiana's got Paul George, Lance Stevenson, David West. All these guys are big, strong, tough and they're not necessarily the fastest team, but you have DJ Augustine as a point guard. Roy Hibbert is 7'3". Seven, 7'2". Seven, yeah, so he's. It, it'll be interesting to see what happens when they run the pick and roll with uh, with Roy Hibbert playing defense, if he'll be able because he's not the most mobile person in the world. His, that's it looks why like he has a huge popsicle stick going up yeah. his back. So he runs like that. He may so, be a, a big popsicle he stick. He may be a presence, but I don't think he does enough defensively or offensively, really. Defensively, he's a present. Offensively, he doesn't. He and doesn't, he doesn't do really enough. need to be. He doesn't do enough. Uh, but I mean, he has. But he has shooters around him. Yeah. He has guys that play as a team around him. And, whereas in Chicago, there were probably everybody had to find a way to score because their their leader, uh, Derrick Rose, was sitting on the bench all year. Um, and, and that's another story. And we'll get into that this basketball offseason, especially with the uh, draft, the lottery coming up. We'll find out who's who's going where and, and what's going to happen. But the, I don't think you take away from. What you do best, I think they play defense best. That's that allows them to have that much offense because they get out in transition and hit those baskets because of their defense. I don't think they need to go into Miami and start being physical, try to take a page out of the the Chicago Bulls book, and then disrupt them because 
nobody's going to interrupt or disrupt what LeBron James do. It's just that's the one guy. No one's going to mentally get into the LeBron, uh, Dwayne Wade's head. They have weapons around him. It would be an insult if you don't mention uh, Ray Allen, Birdman. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you don't mention those guys that's Chris coming Bosch. off to Chris Bosh. Yeah. You don't mention those guys um, that come off the bench and those role players. Those role players do exactly what they're supposed to do, their job. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it, it's it, in the in the uh, meetings during the regular season, Miami, Miami over the regular season scored 103 points a game. They, he, they scored 90 against Indiana. Uh, each time they played. Indiana is the best de- defensive team against a three-point shot, so Ray Allen might be kind of uh, equalized at this point. He might be might become uh, irrelevant if they play defense, and that's how they beat the Knicks the way they did was because the Knicks live and die by the three-point shot, and if Indiana can can do what they did. Ray Allen win two of these games. Maybe. We'll he wins, see. He wins two of these games. And, and, I'm, talk- and I'm not saying because Mario Chalmers came into his own. He's coming to his own. Uh, even though he's probably a three-point shooter. Yeah, he... he he, he is three, he's a three-point shooter, and he's a fast-break guy. Yeah, He's absolutely. not going to just create his own shot. But in, in the half-court offense, he's not taking 18-footers. Yeah. He the he's ball shooting up. the three-pointers. He, got, he has to get the ball up. Now, this team, uh, this team the Miami Heat, uh, Indiana Pacers, don't, do, don't go away from what you do best to win this game. Just do what you do. No one's going to stop LeBron James. Um, even the, the conversation or, or misleading words that the coach had and, or what LeBron heard or what some news reporters – how he said it to LeBron, whatever motivates you. Everyone's used something to motivate you. Everyone does it. And if it's not just basketball, it's good just going through your daily activities. Whatever you need to motivate you, yeah. but just go ahead and play I ball. Mean, having said all of that, they talked about this when Golden State and San Antonio played. Oh, Golden State could beat them. The best teams always win. I mean, and here's the thing is if Indiana wins this series, you better believe LeBron will be looking elsewhere. Because there is no reason why Miami should not win the championship this year. You get there against San Antonio, fine. Maybe you'll lose there. But I really think if Indiana beats Miami, LeBron is going to be looking elsewhere. It would be a good conversation in any year if that happened if LeBron. But I think Miami's going to win in six. Yeah. And in a couple games will be close. You'll yeah. have LeBron James on your well, team. Let me, y'all, let me ask you guys this. Is Golden State Warriors that good? Because what they did against San Antonio and what San Antonio did in the first game against the Grizzlies, I expect the, you know, that team with that type of experience to win some games, but they just came out and just beat up the Grizzlies. Yeah, and the Grizzlies, but the Grizzlies lost game one against Oklahoma City. They had the only team that lost game one and three yeah. playoff series. So I mean, it really. But they got blown so out. Good. Yeah, but I mean, at that point, it's Zach Randolph had the worst game of his career. Seemingly, he was like one of eight, two points, seven boards, and it just wasn't. It could be pressure because these guys put a lot of pressure on themselves, and uh, they got to be tired too. Yeah. They played a lot of tough series, and, and San Antonio blew out the Lakers. They swept the Lakers. Well, they should be battle tested now. Arguably, now they could be tired. They have to be tired. You're in the playoffs. You got an 82 game season. Then you got to play the playoffs, which I don't think these guys get paid for. But you got to play the uh, playoffs. They have to be tired. So I don't put too much interest on uh, one team being more tired than another because everybody at this point is tired and hurt. And Greg They're Popovich. They're all in the same boat. Yeah, well, Greg Popovich has kind of it sat comes down their to players. Coaching. Yeah, well, and also he sat his players throughout the year. He's gotten flack for it. He could but do that. It looked like that they just turned the switch on. They've been playing at autopilot 85% every game for the whole season, and now they're going at 100. Look like game one. This is the most I've seen Popovich coach, like, animatedly coach his team because he's up and down the coach's box. He's up and down. Uh, he doesn't right, need to adhere to a coach's oh box. Oh, my goodness. He'll he's, run outside if yeah, he, he wants don't, to. <laughs> there's, no coach, there's no coach's box for him. He's just ra- ranting and raving. But I've never seen him do that in the past. But he has taken care of his veteran players. And, and, and like you said, they have amped up in the playoffs. 
I think they pull it off, but that's another organization who's, who's not as sexy, but they find a way to win championships. Uh, what do they have, five, five four. or six, four championships? Mm-hmm. Um, and Tim Duncan most times is on the bench. So they have Leonard. They have guys on that team that can produce wins. If they can stay healthy, if uh, Manu Ginobili stays healthy, if Tony Parker doesn't roll his ankle or anything, that they, they have a good chance of winning. They have a good chance of beating Miami, but they have a good enough chance of beating Miami. Yeah, well, we'll see that. So we look. I'm looking for a lot. You're talking about these four teams that's in now. I'm looking for a lot. I love to see what the Golden State Warriors do to that team as far as enhancing it, not taking away from what they already have. Well, David Lee got hurt. David I mean, if Lee, David Lee would have been healthy, I mean, yeah. he's an all-star. If he's David Lee would have been health, healthy, it could have been totally and I, and, I, and I say that because what they did to the San Antonio Spurs, San Antonio is just too smart. Uh, coaching uh, leadership is there for San Antonio. So it makes sense for them to pull that game on. As you mentioned, the best team – most times win those games. So I'll love to see what they do. But it kind of brought that to mind that the Grizzlies got blown out in their first game, but they have lost their first two games prior to that game, prior to that series. You know what? We're going to go to a break. We're going to get some uh, talk about some other stuff. We're going to try to squeeze in that pole position uh, for Cindy. Kwame Last Sports Talk. We'll be right back. internet flagship station for sports voice america sports sports and medicine go hand in hand quite simply if you aren't up to your game health wise you won't be up to your game on the field that's where bruce the sports doc comes in dr bruce grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Listen to the women's side of the fitness industry on Fitness RX Radio. If you're looking to stay healthy and look great or are getting ready to compete athletically, this is the show for you. We'll look at competitions from the inside out, bring you fitness tips, nutrition to keep you on top of your game, and so much more. We want to hear from you, too, and we'll take your questions by phone or email. Tune in to Fitness RX Radio, airing every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Look and feel your best. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back to the Kwame Lasso Sports Talk. This is the last, last, last segment. 888-346-9144. We take any calls. 
any. If you want to order a pizza, you can call here also. Um, you won't get it. Brought to you yeah. by Domino's. Yeah, you won't get it. You won't go. get a uh, Rock Bar gift certificate. Just, pre- just uh, practicing for the sponsors. Mm. Hey, we was going to talk about – we're going to talk pole position, but briefly – you know, we were talking about the uh, Johnny uh, Manziel not being relevant, irrelevant, uh, taking BPs, people making a big deal about it, and we'll get in and out of that. I, I think that this guy is relevant. I just don't like a, a lot of the stuff he does, but he's a relevant guy. He wants the Heisman. He's dropped. Out, he's not dropped out of school. He's just taking online classes like he's the first Heisman that ever walked on campus, so he's is too much for the school. That is incredible. Um, so he's taking online classes. He's not on campus. Uh, so now he just shows up for football practice. He's taking uh, – did he take BP? He took BP with the Padres. Like, I can see maybe even in Texas somehow, to, but w- w- I don't see his relevance in San Diego he's with from the Texas, Padres. though, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, if he right, did it with the right. Rangers or something, mm-hmm. it would be one thing. But to for the Padres – and Padres are known for their look-at-me kind of stuff when they can't win. They have to have – they had um, – California. They had uh, Garth Brooks play spring training one year. Um, I need to which is a total show. Somebody work on that. Well, and I have a problem with all this because guys are out there trying. That's their job. It's not a circus. So be better. Like be better. Well, uh, it's not th- the point. Th- that's th- not. What do you mean? It's not the Larry point. Fitzgerald, the Padres need to be did it for the uh, Diamondbacks. Who's out there hitting balls? But it's Larry Fitzgerald, so it's different. What if Johnny? Larry Benzel- Fitzgerald is relevant, and the teams within our he wasn't relevant. The last teams year. within our city, though, Larry Fitzgerald is always relevant in, in this no, state. He wasn't relevant in this year, last year. Oh, he's, he's still, a, in Larry my opinion, a top receiver. Larry yeah. Fitzgerald is relevant in the city, in the state. But that okay. okay. So what yeah. is yeah yeah to Johnny Manziel is not relevant to San Diego, but or the Padres. They can market that, in though. any way. He has a good marketing uh, department. He has a good uh, PR department. So for him to throw the pitch out. Uh, throwing the pitch is well, one thing. Look at Mike and Mike. They throwing the pitch out in Cleveland. Yeah, he's talking, I'm I mean, not talking about throwing pitches out. I'm talking about he took BP. There's no difference. But who, I mean, really? No who cares? Exactly. That was my point. Well, I, they I, made I, a big push. Right. It was all over the media. They made a big. I didn't see it. Well, I don't. <laughs> that's because all you watch is basketball. No. Um, I don't. I don't. It wasn't, I, I top, say, it wasn't a top story at Sports Center. The people who make the uh, making a fuss over it is that this guy. Well, the Padres can market that, but Mandrell, uh, Manziel can get none of that money out of it. He can't get it. Johnny Football, all that stuff. He can't get in that stuff until he's. Maybe done they want him to try out so they can actually be relevant. Yeah, he can be. <laughs> Padres are gonna be alright. They find a way to make some noise doing. An, 20 games. Well, unfortunately, series. like in their division, the Dodgers are worse. So, well, let's, let's talk about the Dodgers and the manager uh, talking about being gone, being fired. Mattingly, well, they're saying at, uh, if he's sweet, he needs to sweep Milwaukee this week. Um, you like got a sweep team to, to to stay keep your job. That's crazy. When he's Season just started, getting, it's not his fault. They're eighteen and twenty five. Yeah, but it's not his fault. What well, their top guy only has two home runs. Yeah, Matt Kemp and he Zach Greinke has two been home hurt. runs. When Clayton Kershaw, Zach Greinke. Pitch, they're fourteen and eight, and then if it's the bullpen has been yeah, brutal. They're, you know the they're bullpen four has and been seven, brutal. They're four and seventeen otherwise. This is why yeah. the pressure is on the manager because this is what the uh, Yankees did. They built teams, so they built this Dodgers team. They you bought can, teams. Well, the well, Yankees bought teams. They didn't build teams. They yeah, bought same teams. Same the Dodgers doing. They're, it's, not, they're, it's no, it's no, they're not making a. They're not making a, a stink semantics. about it. That's exactly what they're doing. They're not trying to cover it up. Magic Johnson, Glitz, Glamour, L.A. Clayton Kershaw still looks like a Cy Young pitcher. Well, they brought teams. Uh, Zach Greinke. Because right. building a team, you get a guy younger and you let him and mature you, into, yeah. into the yeah, I mean, develop Zach Greinke got bum-rushed at, at the mound and he broke his elbow. So that was a freak accident. 
Matt Kemp has been underperforming, which is which Matt happens Kemp, a lot I'm, after I'm having such out. a Matt, fantastic I'll, I'll year. He's been playing Matt some Kemp. sweet D though. He robbed somebody the other day. He's been playing some okay defense. Yeah. Is that an always Sunday in Philadelphia reference? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, Matt Kemp has been, <laughs> Matt Kemp has been playing defense, and I and I and to his defense, and I say this because I've seen it with my own eyes. He's been at athlete's performance, working out, uh, training that rotator cup in his uh, shoulder. Uh, he's been on the rehab, so and we and we know hitting that hitting a fastball or hitting any balls, change up slider curve. Those things take it's all timing. So once you get back into your rhythm, but I like to think from the outside looking in that you're a world class athlete. You got to figure that out a lot faster. Yeah, but I but you talking about a shoulder now, and I watched this guy rehab over at the uh, over athlete's performance. So I guess when it, when well, it's when it when it matters, when it matters, when it makes sense, mid-season on, on to the end, he has to be Matt Kim that we know of. Yeah, I mean, Albert Pujols has started slow the last five yeah, years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he his his forearm got ripped off, and he was back in five weeks when yeah. they thought it was going to be two months. It, this happens. He starts slow, and Albert Pujols ends up hitting 35 or 40 home runs every year. Mm-hmm. you got to give him a chance. And with all these guys, with Hanley Ramirez, is hurt as well too, right? Yeah. yeah. Bringing Hanley Ramirez, Josh Beckett is never going to be what he used to be. They overpaid him. Probably you know eighty percent of what, but that was the Red Sox that did that. So there's a lot of pieces there. They're different than the Yankees in my in my opinion because all of these guys they're not all power hitters. You have pitchers that came in. Mm-hmm. You have a shortstop that's a stud that will find when, when he gets healthy again. That's fine. You still have Andre Ethier. I mean Matt Kemp. You have great defensive players. They're not all bats. What well, the Yankees bring in? So they, 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 they're different. For the Yankees in this sense, the Yankees pay for their players and they win right away. The Dodgers just getting into this paying for success. It's going to take some time. The Yankees pay for success, but they still haven't. They don't finish. They still no. don't find a way to finish. We, but we find out. But it we, takes we the find manager to talk about the Yankees. If you've got the talent, they, like the Dodgers have done this now. They paid for the talent. They brought the talent in, but it's the manager's job to make that talent work. Yeah. So bring Joe Torrey back. Well, that's that's what I mean. If you bring Joe Torrey back, he's done this before. He some won't guys, come back. Guys, he got so screwed. So? He won't come back. You don't think so? Well, hold on. Some this, guys. This is some the guys Yankees. This is the Yankees on the West Coast. Some, I, he was there. He got screwed. I think he's got some pride in him. Some guys respect managers more than others. So you talking about Joe Torre, or you talking about uh, who's ever in, in L.A. or wherever? You talking about these guys? You got to get a manager's job is to get the prima donnas to play together. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not, he can't go out there and hit it and steal base and do all that stuff. He can create all this offense and defense, but he can't, he can't do but it. But I think you can no, get away with it. No, but he's still the scapegoat. And he's, they're always the scapegoat. Yeah, they're always the scapegoat. Just I like think you can get away with it in baseball more than in basketball or football or anything else because it's so individual and being a team sport Pole at the position. same time. Let's talk pole position real quick. Uh, you guys always guys. argue about me about pole position doesn't mean anything. Pole position doesn't mean anything. Qualifying for the Indy, they had qualified last I didn't say it didn't mean anything. I'm just saying it's not really so you, a conversation. I said with Danica you guys that say it doesn't matter. You it's not relevant. Because who cares? That's what I was saying. So but, why does it matter to you? Well, it matters. Not only does it matter because, well, it used to be an automatic win if you got pole position. It's not the case anymore. However, um, like Ed Carpenter qualified at pole for the Indy 500. He gets a check for $100,000. That's okay. that's relevance. Second place got fifty. Um, Carlos Munoz and Marco Andrade that's was thirty, got forty. So what they do? So the I mean, it does mean. Personal. I mean, it's, it's not just. But it's it's for something. It's not like they're just this time. It means something. I mean, it does. It means something. It's not just for the race. It's relevant. Well, if you're an athlete and you actually play for the win and you play for the love of whatever you're doing, if you can call. Uh, auto racing is sport. Uh, you you play to win the race, correct? Um, isn't that why you get bonuses for when you go to postseason in other sports? No, you you play to 
win the World mm-hmm. Series, to win the championship, to win the Super Bowl. The money, if the money rules what you're doing, you're not a true professional you play athlete. For, but these guys don't have con. They have different different they have things. Sponsors up the wazoo. But those are sponsors. Yeah. That it's a different thing than a contract where these guys, if you perform, yes. <laughs> We got to get out of here. It's Cuomo Lassie Sports Hall. Thank J.J. McCleskey. Check out Me Sports. Uh, Alex Clancy, Cinderliska, <laughs> Deborah Debris will be back next week. I've been in the kitchen whipping what y'all been. Been seen back from a distance, watch the world spin. Now it's time for me to open up and chime in. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.